Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to The Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, your digital home for online gaming excitement, including casino, live dealer, lottery instance, and sport betting. Sign up today at PlayAlberta.ca. Joins us, Stratty. How you doing? Great, guys. What's going on today? Oh, not much. Not much. Uh, Brownie is uh, regaling us with times of his uh, favorite bag skate. Do you have a favorite? Oh, man. Try to block him out, you know. I, I it's so it, it, like looking back, like I, I and I, I at the time I remember I was frustrated. Like I wasn't, I was in good shape. Like I took took after myself, and um, and I'm like, do you want to take my shirt off? You can look at me. Like if, this isn't the problem. Why don't you watch the video and tell me why I'm, you know, like and so now even when I try to help kids at you know wherever various camps I do, I try to help the game make it easier for them, right? Try to make them better. Um, and and, I, and I, I just think of all the hours I wasted just getting bag skated. I, I mean, I looked amazing. My wife obviously benefited greatly, but it was like I didn't need it. I, I was already in shape. It was just a waste of time. <laughs> no, no, that's totally fair. Um, uh, a few things to discuss, Dreddy. I, I want to ask you, what would be more impressive for you, 75 goals or 100 assists in a season? Oh, man. I would take either in a career. Um <laughs> I guess uh, the goals is pretty is pretty incredible. Yeah, you know the other day when when Austin had the back to back hat tricks, and then he, you know, you say, well, he's you know he's it's forty eight goals in fifty two games. You're like, what? Like that is nuts. So I mean, the hundred like assists are cool, but I, I do think that it's like, would you rather lead the league in and walks in baseball or sorry singles, or would you rather lead in home runs? I think we all know where we want to be. So. Yeah. I do think that that's kind of where the big boy swing is with the the 75 goals is is the one. Yeah, I would agree with you, especially because there's two assists to every one goal in theory, right? You can have up to two. You can yeah. only have uh, one goal. Right. So uh, I think, uh, you know what, it's it's going to be a great race. You throw in Kucherov, McKinnon, uh, McDavid, Matthews. Uh, I outlined it all at WildersNation.com today. Went through offensive numbers, went through teammates' numbers, went through defensive numbers. 
and uh, it, it's going to be a, a great race down the stretch for sure. And it doesn't mean who the best player is for the hard. People always forget that. Um, it's who, quote, by the rules is the most valuable to their team. And uh, when Kucherov has 36 more points than any teammate, Matthews has one, McDavid has 15, is a little bit different. So, you know, there's lots of factors to have to go into it. Stretty, um, I know you love the, uh, the motivational speeches. What, uh, what is up with the orders excluding Dallas? Because that second period was very good. But uh, lately, the middle frame has been ugly for the orders. It, is it just the, the doldrums of, uh, of early February? Stratty, what do you see? Yeah, I think, you know, just, just zeroing in on the last game, I think that they came out and they were all over Arizona. And then, you know, they missed that. I mean, who hits two posts on the same shot and doesn't go in? Like, that's pretty rare. Um, and I think they just kind of got, got a little bit uh, complacent. And then they started trying to, you know, there were times where they had a chance to shoot and then actually pass the puck out of a good shooting area to someone who was in a bad shooting area, then they wouldn't get a shot at all. And that, that kind of gets into your game where you're not making plays, you're, you're, you're not shooting the puck to the net. And all of a sudden Arizona's like, geez, we might be in this one. And they got going. So I think after the second, I'm guessing they said, okay, guys, straightforward game. They came out just absolutely flying for whatever it was, six, seven minutes, and the game was over. But, you know, you, it, it, it happens. There are ups and downs in every game and ups and downs over the course of a 10-game stretch. But I like it with, when the owners see me at their best. They're playing very straightforward hockey. doesn't mean unskilled, but they're getting the puck up, getting into their zone, getting pucks to the net, and just playing that, that kind of north-south fast game. And when you do that, you put constant pressure on the other team's D and, quite frankly, their whole D zone. Struddy, I think you played with Yager, and I'm sure you watched the retirement scene, some of the videos. He seems like a super a super teammate, super guy. What, what were your thoughts on that? I mean, you've been a part of a lot of different uh, Jersey retirements. That one by far to me is the best one, having him come yeah. out for practice, come out for the game, just everything around it, his speech. What were your thoughts on it? Well, you know, when I, when I signed with the Rangers, I heard from many former teammates and, and guys I know were like, you're not going to like Yager. He's not a good guy. So I was like, and I'm, I'm pretty easy going. I was like, well, okay, I mean, he'll help me get a few points probably, so I'm going to like him for that. But, you know, at least at least whatever, we need to play with him. Within the first couple of days, I'm like, I love this guy. And, and I love the way he is. He was so much fun and just kind of funny, and he had a good personality. And I think my feeling is when he, when he was in New York is when we started seeing his personality more. He started showing it more um, to, to, to the fans and to the media. And I think that really – made him more beloved than he was. He was always beloved as a player, but I think that helped him as a person uh, to really make people understand what he's like and what he's all about. And he was, you know, to see him there that night, he still looks amazing. I mean, uh, he just, you know, he's still big and strong and, and he, he was very funny and he had, he had, he was telling some jokes, you know, and I, I, I was, it was neat. I, I had very little idea. I was into anything to, for him to get there, but just to be a part of his journey uh, to see that. I was also part of Mark Messi's uh, in New York. And again, I didn't really contribute much. I played with a guy, but it's it's neat to see guys you played with, and who, quite frankly, you idolized or looked up to playing young, younger to be a part and see them now uh, kind of immortalized with their jerseys up top forever. What are your thoughts on uh, you know Calvin Picker probably got one of his biggest tests against Dallas there. What, what did you think of his game, and you know where's your confidence level with him? Well, I, I actually think there's now two opportunities where the coaching staff has done a misstep and not playing them. I would have played him yesterday against Arizona. And, and I'm not saying that Skinner's tired now, but you're just banking some of those games. And I'll go back to the, I think it was, was it before Christmas, uh, where there's Chicago game and they didn't play, play the backup either. I think it was Skinner, if I remember correctly. 
but you need to have like you just need to take some of those minutes away from from Skinner. And you know, you know he's going to play tomorrow against the Bruins. The Bruins had a you know very similar game to what the Oilers did against Dallas at home. So I think that was a missed opportunity. So I love what he played, uh, the way he played. He gave the team gave the team a chance uh, against Dallas. I would have played Pickard yesterday again. That way Skinner could have another good practice. Because I think at some point during the season, goalies, especially young ones, I think it's nice to have a few practices where they can get a little bit of tune-up and kind of just refine. And, and, and maybe there's a couple of areas that are sloppy. You want to tighten them up to your goalie coach, and then you hit the ground running with a good practice. And then you're, you know, in the morning, then you're off and play that night. So um, I, I just think that they have to be aware and recognize that this guy's getting a lot of ice time, and there's going to be a ton of games coming up, this guy being Skinner. And I would have slipped – uh, Pickard, I think that was a misstep by the coaching staff. Yeah, look, I, I've talked to Woodley and I've crunched all the numbers. 57 seems to be the number of starts that Skinner can make where it shouldn't really be uh, any sort of an issue. And um, I actually went through their whole remaining schedule on when you can start them. There's obviously so many back-to-back, so that's seven starts right there. That's pretty easy uh, to look at. And then uh, in April, because there's back-to-backs and they have 10 games in 18 days, like that's probably where they're going to rest him, which actually might help him because he'll play, I think, four days and four games in the last 10 days of the season. Um, I think there's always a risk. Like there's not often. The other thing was, I think Skinner's last few games, like I thought in the third period, he made a few key saves in the last five minutes. He wasn't tested a whole bunch yesterday, no question. Um, his game, I don't think is, is where he's wanted it to be a little bit. And, you know, I wonder if the fact that if they were practicing today, if maybe that's why they might have played Pickard. But because they didn't practice today and he wasn't playing this, so he really wouldn't have been on the ice for, for a few days. I wonder if that's a factor. Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, that, that, that totally makes sense. I get it. Um, you know, and, I, and I, I understand, you know, what you're saying. And at the 57, that seems a little heavy for me. But why, why, why risk the... Um, that he's going to be a little bit tired. And I, I, I know he said he wasn't tired. I know that's on record. I believe there is fatigue. He was fatigued in the playoffs last year. I, I truly believe that. So if that's the case, why not try to minimize it so we have a fresher goalie for the playoffs? And, I, and you know, they're, they're, so they're in that room every day and they can make the decisions they want. But, you know, from the outside looking in, to me it was pretty clear. This was a, a, a nice opportunity for a little pause for him. Um, to, to kind of just dial that number back. Let's get it down to 55, 54, somewhere in there, because you hope that she's going to play a ton in May and June. The uh, What would you do with Ryan McLeod? Would you keep him with Dry Settle and Kane for now? Yeah, I like the speed beside Leon. I really do. Um, yeah, the problem is the long term, if you don't have a solution for the third line center, he is the best solution you have or the best option you have. But, you know, if you're going to go into the playoffs with him up there, then you're just going to scramble someone and say, okay, well, this guy's going to be our third-line center, whether it's Holloway or whomever you want to put in there. Ian Mark, I, I don't see that as good enough, as a good as options as McLeod. So, you know, I think that they're starting to realize they've got to figure out a solution to either the 3C or the, the, the second-line right winger. Well, the the second-line right winger, ideally, in a, you know, in a trade, that's something uh, they possibly could look for, but... Um, the more games I watch here lately, and, I'm, and my opinion really hasn't changed. The fourth line isn't they, – they don't have a fourth line. Now, you know, you try Dylan Holloway there, but then they move McLeod up, so then Holloway's your third line center, which I don't mind either. Um, I just 
I think they, they need one, maybe two bodies on their fourth line to be really competitive. And when I say fourth line, it's not, people just view fourth line as non-contributors. I looked at Vegas's fourth line and how they won. They played a, they played like 12, 13 minutes. That's what you can have, right? And, uh, I don't, I don't want McDavid playing 23 minutes a night in the playoffs unless there's an overtime game. And then, so what do you want to look like? I think that's what, not, not you, but for Ken Holland, what is the goal of the fourth line? You know, what are you trying to get? Physicality, some penalty killers. A little bit of beef there, a little bit of size. And I'm not talking about fighting. I'm just talking about bigger bodies that can, can kind of bully their way to the net. Like, that's what you're going for. I think it's there. So, you know, if you add a fourth-line center and then add in a second or third-line player, uh, that bumps someone down off of those lines. So you, let's, let's just say, for instance, it's Fogel who drops to the fourth line. Then you add another fourth-line center, and now you've kind of got your fourth line. That's, that's kind of you're there, um, well, at least with some size. Yeah. Oh, hey, that's that's what they need for me, for sure. Strutty, what are your thoughts? I mean, Knobloch's been here long enough now that obviously he's done, you know, a really good job of coaching, but he seems to be doing a really good job of kind of juggling the lines and and finding some guys that are that are playing well and putting them in some situations, some different situations. What are your thoughts on the movement that uh, and some of the coaching, I guess, you know, the fact that he's putting his stamp on it a little bit more here? Yeah, I liked it. You know, and I, I think that it's it's clear to me that the team is better when they're uh, when they're putting McDavid and Drysaddle a split. I, I just that to me is the ultimate for them. And when they're together, I, I just think it, it makes the other lines look different. So I think that when you split them up, now you just got to find combinations that work and guys to slide in there. And obviously Hyman and, and McDavid and, and Nuge work well, and then Kane and, and Drysaddle seem to be a guy. So they got to find that other guy for that spot. So whether he continues to be on the team or not. I think that it's, you know, they'll find someone. And even the deep parents, I respected the deep parents, some decisions they made. I, I see they tried something new. See, see, maybe it didn't work out the way you wanted. So it brings them back to the way it was before. For fun, Strad, have you looked at any seventh defenseman that you think would be good fits for the Edmonton Oilers? Because they need, they gotta, they gotta bring in a veteran defenseman. I don't think there's any quite. It's not gonna cost you a whole bunch, but I think they need a number seven defenseman. Philip Broberg's banged up right now, has missed a few games for Bakersfield. Like, they don't have any options if one of their six defensemen uh, get banged up other than Broberg, and I'm not sure that's ideal. Well, how high do you want to go? You know, I, I don't know that, uh, the, I just want a number seven. Yeah, so I mean, if you're gonna do that, like, you know, I, I, a guy passed me an interesting name was, uh, Joel Edmondson. Joel Edmondson. Uh, out of uh, Washington, big guy. Um, you know his contract; it's already split once with Montreal, so he could split it again, and the, and the contract wouldn't be that high. He's won before. You know, in a perfect world, he's probably not playing. You know, uh, every night, but he has that pedigree. He's been in that pressure cooker before, mm-hmm. and I think that's something the owners would probably like to add um, to to their group. Um, and I can't see the cost being that high. Um, you know, just just based on. On, on what's going on with him and that team right now, that team being the Caps. Yeah, if if Minnesota is like like. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't think they do it now, but if all of a sudden they're out of it, Zach Bogosian to me is the guy, right? Um, he, he would be ideal. He's a, he's a right shot. Um, I think they probably got more concerns on the right side than the left because at least you have Broberg if, if you need to. Right on the left side, but uh, the right side they got nobody. Like Phil Kemp, God love him. I don't think he's got the foot speed to play uh, in the NHL playoffs. So, um, Bogosian's a guy I would look at. I, I think if Minnesota and they're playing well, so they might stick in it and keep him. Right, because obviously the uh, that's why they went and acquired him because of the injury to Spurgeon. So um, he's a guy to look at. I mean, look at it for some other teams like Anaheim doesn't really have anybody. You know, people have asked San Jose doesn't doesn't have anybody. I think that that makes much sense, except maybe Struddy. Yan Ruta. The problem is he's 2.75 for next year, and that's why I don't think it works. Yeah, I mean, and what's the other guy there for RO2? Yeah, well, he's uh, way too expensive. Next? He's 3.25 yeah. for two more years. Right. So, and that's the thing. So what is what is the big guy want to do? Uh, Ken, does he want to try to bring in some, some term, or are they just going to bring in a, a guy with a short-term solution? Oh, uh, it's be short-term. The- it's just a number seven, right? Like, they're not going anybody. I yeah. think it's a pen in UFA. And when you're looking at a guy like Bozgosian, it's the same thing as what I'm saying with you know Joel Edmondson. Like they're they're guys that have been there before. They're gritty. They're low maintenance. Um, they know their role. You know they're not going to be looking to 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 you know step outside themselves or prove anything. They've already proven themselves. They've won. They've had great careers. They've had they've won Stanley Cup championships. So those are the kind of guys that come in and they're a little bit more in the periphery. But I think if you need them, you, they, they, they could jump in and, and, and you know get it done, whether it's the PK or I don't think they're allowed to watch the power play, though. Now, I, I just saw you just saw Arizona. Any thoughts on Josh Brown, or is he not an option for you? Uh, yeah. You know what? He, he's, I think actually going there has been a really good thing for him. Um, yeah, I remember a couple of years ago, guys were really talking about him. And I, I think, what does he make? He's, he's, he had a million, million two or something like that, a million one. Uh, yeah, like he's 1.2 and he's a UFA, yeah. So the number's not massive. He's a big body, and he's going to play a lot there. So if you're looking for a guy who's been playing all year, uh, I think that's probably an option for sure uh, out of Arizona. I, I thought you were going to ask me about Jason Zucker. And at $5.5 million, I don't, I'm not sure you can move that even if you split it twice. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't, I don't think I don't think Zucker's an answer for Edmonton. I could be wrong, but I don't see it. Strutty, have yourself a good week. We will uh, chat with you uh, next Tuesday. Yep, see you guys. Enjoy tomorrow.